0: Would you like to impact billion lives? Welcome to our show, IIT 2020 Impact Fireside Chat Series. We invite thought leaders and innovators to discuss their approach to this future and the new normal, especially in this post-pandemic world. Today, I have invited a very special guest, Jishnu Bhattacharya, G, MD, Nexus Ventures, a premium venture firm. Uh, A lot of IIT and knows them. Uh, Very, very amazing organization. He holds B-Tech from IIT Kharagpur. Masters from Georgia Tech and MBA from Stanford. Jishnu, you have worked globally so i have a lot of questions for you i mean i can't even tell you how many questions i have so before we go why didn't you tell us a little bit about your hostile life and id character
1: <laughs> yeah no absolutely always always fun to to talk about that uh thank you first of all thank you sanjeev for having me here and uh, uh definitely looking forward to a very engaging conversation and i think you know together we make a uh, very thoughtful set of people we can do a lot for each other and together we can do a lot for the world uh, you know whatever i'm 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 really excited to be part of that effort and share you know whatever i can that might help uh, someone thinking through in whatever different ways uh, now now going to your question yeah um now going to your addressing your question yeah it was circa 96 um you know when i when i went in and at that time in Karakpur, uh there were actually two hostels the so first year was kept separate and i think you know it was it was a function of yes people feel that you know first year uh they don't want to be what is the what is the term they use to be oriented like to, to go through orientation program with seniors so first year is First year is uh, separate. Uh, Only first years should be there um, in their hostel. So it was, and there in Kharagpur, every hostel is named by luminaries. So I was in Jagadish Chandra Bose Hall uh, in the first year. And amazing. Like, you know, I mean, you kind of go in there. I came from Agartala. That's where I grew up. Uh, So it was a big change for me and coming from, and just like, in all of a sudden kind of seeing India per se. So that was my lens. That hostel life was the lens of India from all different All of us, all of
0: us. (laughs) And then
1: next year, I went to another hall, Patel Hall. um, And for three years, I was there. And yeah, I mean, you know, amazing in a way, because I guess the most fascinating experience of college, uh, like IITs, is in addition to, of course, uh, classes are good. Professors are great. Teaching is excellent. But I think what is most underappreciated probably uh, at least when we are going through is the hostel life and how much we are learning, learning from peers, both in academic setting as well as non-academic setting. So it was wonderful. If there is one period of my life I would like to relive, definitely that would be one. <laughs> and wonderful. which we get to appreciate after, after coming out of there. Uh, so yeah, you know, fascinating across uh, many different spheres, I would say.
0: It's amazing. We make friends for life uh, in the hostel, especially. In fact, some of those uh, students who are in different years and different programs, they still become the amazing friends for life. I have friends even now. so It's phenomenal time. So, Completely. so let's come back to the main segment of our uh, call today. This question I have for you is the world has changed. Uh, since you invest globally, companies like Microsoft, Amazon, Google has made uh, the whole infrastructure so easy that a kid high school kid can develop and create something phenomenal with few lines of coding. Uh, When you and me started programming and learning programming, Hello was used to take hours just creating a Hello script, right? So we came a long way. And uh,
1: where do you see RV going? So if you look at Uh, Sanjeev, how the world is evolving. Uh, I think the central theme that is driving now as we speak and more so in the coming decade would be digitization of every sphere of economy. Every sphere. Whether it is education, healthcare, financial services, logistics and transportation, uh, content and media, um, you name it. So That leads to just opportunities of looking at every different aspects of the problem and trying to come up with a solution now what that solution would entail this would mean using software to address the problems which are being faced by everyday people in everyday life mm-hmm. and the beauty is and as you kind of highlight started with like what what kind of has been accelerated over the last five six years with this cloud platform being there, that you can build it. You think of the problem first, appreciate the problem, and then come up with the blueprint of solution of what needs to be done. And then the how part has been vastly simplified uh, by this uh, movement, which has been started by cloud. You don't have to worry about infrastructure. You don't have to worry about you know setting up your own servers or whatnot, and you can get started. This has been further accelerated, I would say, by two or three key trends that that. That I am seeing from my vantage point, and as I am interacting with these phenomenal entrepreneurs, with all different ideas. One is this trend of building software, uh, which is the corner of digitization yeah. through APIs. Uh,
0: and the idea,
1: and and you know, the, the API, of course, you know, I mean, it's a it's a technical term. Application. But I have program. a question here for
0: you because it really confuses me. I am a layman. I don't understand technology well enough. There are so many terms we are using, like API, microservices and uh, uh, database as a service this as a service so it's so complex so if you don't mind can you explain a little bit about what really api does
1: that is the, exactly exactly uh, i was i was i was getting there so what it essentially enables is you can think of it as kind of a lego being made from different lego blocks mm-hmm. what you would need to care for is the overall blueprint of what you are building that you need to know which means what problem you are addressing and what solution you are going after and once you know that you bring in these lego blocks and you put them connect them together in the right way without needing to worry about how those individual lego blocks have been built or what is there inside those lego blocks that's the beauty that api does so in a way that you know you it also enables i would say less sophisticated programmers or even in some cases non programmers to be able to start building software, and enable digitization, so oh. that's the beauty. So now, you one of you know, your
0: portfolio company is like they have almost one third of the developers on their platform. Something that like is
1: that? correct. That is correct. It's called Postman. Uh, today, one out of every soft every three software developers in the whole world is using oh. the product. So so and again, it has been driven by if you look at fundamental it is driven by a fundamental need, which is. Software is being like the interesting statistic, which actually Microsoft CEO mentioned about 18, 18 12 to 18 months back is the level of technology adoption in non technology companies at is growing at a much faster pace than what technology companies themselves are, are doing with technology. True, sure. that, that whole movement is being driven by blocks like API or the concepts or the abstractions like API. Basically, at the end of the day, the world needs to get the benefit of software, build as well as use software without needing to spend years uh, learning what is software or you know how to make software. So I think that's what API movement kind of enables. There is a sister component to API. What is, what is happening in addition to like in all the cloud platforms and all that is like, you know, previously it was just about plumbing. Okay, if, I, if this, then that. If this happens, then do this. What has happened over the last decade is huge advances in AI, True. artificial intelligence. Yeah. And b- better, artificial intelligence previously used to be kind of dictionary in, I would say, statistics and mathematics specialists or experts. Now it has been democratized by companies like H2.ai, which is one I'm working with, but there are several others also. Where they're saying that, you know, you need be able to bring in intelligence into what you are building without needing to know the intricacies and the algorithms of how AI or machine learning is actually implemented. So I think, and that AI coupled with API is creating a perfect storm for building new age software that can digitize without needing to really delve deep into the nitty gritties of the bits and bytes. And oh. that is very exciting for me and 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 i'm pretty sure uh like you know our friends in iit and even the youngsters who are coming in and for that matter any colleges uh and looking to do things now the ammunition that is available to them if they can define identify the right problem i think that's probably the most important thing and the next thing is the approach of what to address that problem what part of the problem i'm using and what i'm building then the how part has come along. The world has come a long way Absolutely. to be able to build it. So, yeah.
0: So you know, it's uh, so interesting. You uh, touch upon that. So people ask me, and uh, I I do angel investing, did few startups, and uh, not a not personal level, but I did reasonably well that way. But the point is, they ask me what uh, what should we do, entrepreneurs who wants to do business, or when I'm talking to them. One thing I always ask them, are we asking right questions? Once we start asking the right question, it's a game changer. Because then we have a problem, which is a real problem. Majority of the technologists I find are uh, in the, like in this space where they are, uh, they think if they can develop, uh, somebody will be there and they can solve someone's problem. So it's like, uh, solution looking for a problem. And, and Jishnu, what uh, people like you, and you know, of course, all these things require tremendous investment, has done it, has made it possible for the dreamers like me, or the dreamers in our audience, to create new kind of solutions without investing millions or billions of dollars in some cases. Because if today I want to launch a product, global product, I go to Amazon, and with a click of button, I have my solution deployed and it is accessible and available to every single person. So now I have a bolt on question for you. And this something keeps bothering me. When I talk about enterprise, and since you are in enterprise play, the big challenge I see, and especially when I talk to all my CIO and CSO friends is uh, every single day, there is a new company coming up with a new thing and which looks amazing, this is a great product, I should deploy it, especially when it comes to security, we all know it's never enough, right? One firewall, three firewall, 10 firewall, this hundreds of ways, because you want to protect your infrastructure and especially today's world, digital world, we need more security. And I'm not seeing an AWS kind of company or a Google Cloud kind of company for enterprise, where all these, Vendors or all these organizations put their solution, and I can like a marketplace. I can just tap, 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 try it out, use it. If don't like, do you see a future like that?
1: So you know, um, it's a good quest- question, Sanjeev. So if you look at in a way where the world is going, world is actually going towards more disintermediation than intermediation. So if you look at cloud in a way, cloud has forced many channel. Providers or many kind of like, you know, vendors in middlemen to rethink their business, like the value added resellers and all that, right? So, in a way, what has happened that in the world is going to a point that discovery has been enabled and has been taken to the next level. Now, having said that, previously, if you had to choose from 10, now you are needing to, though they are easily findable, you are needing to choose from 100. Yeah. And that itself is creating creating a lot of challenges so i think that which is a huge problem so the way way i see it is that you know today's companies now if you look at like you know what is the the question related to that is that how do you kind of address this so both from an entrepreneur's point of view as well as an executive's point of view uh, that who is looking to use a solution and entrepreneur looking to build a solution i think the crux where it is moving is i would say three things first is really Very, very clearly ask that question that you're talking about and Identify that problem very clearly and narrower the problem the better to start with you can have a core competency That can enable you to go broader later, but narrower the problem the better it is
0: That's a very good idea for our audience too. And especially for me. I will remember that because uh, Today you don't have to worry about the technology like underlying layer. So if you can hone into one specific problem and really go deep and create a solution which is really solving that problem, people will be happy to give you a shot.
1: So that goes to the next next phase, next point I was saying, like among the three things. The first is identify the problem. The next is you build something which is super simple and preferably self-serve. So you have a product, you build it, identify that particular problem it might be initially for a narrow audience but very defined audience who is clearly defined like for whom you are doing it and then have a product which is self-serve because that is the best way if it can be possible to address that crowding question also because what will happen is that suppose I am in need of that problem I am facing that problem and I am kind of adopting it then I am going to just use it start using it and get value fast which means the time to gratification is actually much more limited and it is also because i have not solved 10 problems i have solved your one problem very elegantly where i to use it it's branded for me i don't need to kind of the all the sophistication is buried underneath right cool. so i think i think uh, that that this uh approach will enable to address the question of overcrowding and from the executive's point of view also then what happens is that instead of asking for and looking to kind of vet 20 vendors and trying to get it you just get informed by your your organization and your employees what they are using and that this will bubble up automatically which means that you know they have tried to use They are kind of like, you know, one thing is led to the other, then it is spreading within the organization, then it kind of bubble up automatically. Now, I also understand in some cases, this approach may not be possible where you might need to have something adopted enterprise-wide from day one. Let's say it's the payroll solution or some sort of kind of enterprise decisioning is involved. Those are little different, but by and large, vast majority of products today, if you look at productivity solutions, you know, things that kind of like, you know, make your life easier, you get more with less, all these things are being driven by bottom up, or I would say user first approach. So,
0: that's, that's that's great. Thank you very much. Uh, Jishin, that's really, really amazing. So like, let's uh, expand this AI a little bit. Uh, AI is, uh, you and me both know, we live in technology world for a very, very long time now. And I am observing, and I'm a biggest student of AI, and pretty much read about AI every single day, and it is changing every day. H2A, uh, AI, which is one of your portfolio companies doing phenomenally well, IBM is doing great work, Microsoft, Google, and there are like several hundred companies doing phenomenal work. I want to change it a little bit, and a little bit controversial question, if you don't mind, is Palantir. That is going public, and I think it's already public, or like in the next 24 hours, stocks will be there. I don't know, I'm not, I haven't tracked it. It's already there. It's already done, right? Great. Perfect. So now we know the purpose of Palantir. We know what it does. And uh, on one note, I feel good because it's making me safe. It's making me feel safe. But on other note, I feel uh, is an invasion of privacy. And we are talking about it for a very, very long time. In fact, whenever I travel to London, I was told that, if I go in the middle town area, I'm on a camera at least 40 times. Now, uh, should I worry about it? No, I don't worry about it. But I personally feel: Are we? Uh, is is the privacy overrated challenge here, or is it uh, for the greater good? We should think that we are collaborating together, so we have a better society.
1: Or there are any
0: other
1: silver lining into it so uh, and broadly too it's a very important question and maybe i can address it broadly as ai rather than uh, with respect to a particular company which is palantir where i'm not an investor but this is a very important question that is relevant across the board for ai and i think here you know what we always say that you know there is artificial intelligence but at the end of the day artificial intelligence at least in its current form and probably it's going to be so for foreseeable future is augmentative intelligence where you are not really taking away the human actor for many different reasons because of human judgment which the machine cannot do and also because of drawing these lines of what we call responsible ai because at the end of the day like any other technology ai is a technology which if done right and put to good use can be fantastic just absolutely amazing but at the same time it is on us as a you know technology fraternity and also broader society on kind of like you know defining in some form or the other what are the boundaries some of these can be regulated but much of these i think will be driven by ethics will be driven by kind of like you know what you call responsibility with this framework so if we'll it is done analytics. it can be excellent
0: this is a big question and uh, Jishnu, I'm, sure, I'm glad you uh, talk about ethics. And this is a conversation I have with all the people, especially who understand AI is. See, when we talk about networking and I'm going to go back to the terms we are using TCP protocol to everything. We agreed on certain standard. We agreed that this is how it is going to be and then we are transacting across. So there is a trust. We created more like a trusted layer And then everybody agreed. And of course, on top of that, we have additional security. When we talk about sharing our health data, uh, the biggest challenge we have today, sharing it globally is the trust, because the trust is a challenge. I'm very uncomfortable sharing my data with certain people, which I feel they can do harm. And we know what is possible if the health data of every single human being, including DNA and all is available, what is possible? There is, there are some, and especially when we, you and me are in tech work, so do you see, and I know there are a lot of governmental initiatives being started, but I haven't seen anything really big, to set up a bit like a governing body where we put these standards in place. So as an average Joe or as a consumer, I feel safe. I feel like I'm not being compromised. I know the ideas like GDPR and other initiative of California states are in that direction, but I personally believe they're far behind. They're not even thinking The future, you and me live every single day and you and me see these organizations every day and what they can or cannot do. And if it is for good, they can do phenomenal work. So what do you think about that? Like, how do we govern it going going forward?
1: So, uh, yeah, again, another very important question. I think the way it's happening is twofold. One is what you mentioned that there are organization regulations coming up. GDPR was the start, then CCPA, and then every other government, every other country, every other kind of states in the United States, or like, you know, India, there are a lot of talks that's happening, and I'm pretty sure across the board it is. Uh, I I expect that to continue, you know, if you ask me the question of whether from a de level, like kind of a central governing level, whether we will have answers that everybody will adhere to, Everybody will kind of like, you know, follow and agree to saying that this is the right way to do it. I'm not so sure what I am seeing is happening. And that's where I get kind of like, you know, inspiration and confidence is that because of this movement that kind of started with this regulatory kind of data regulation movement, let's say. Mm-hmm. Actually, individual companies are asking these questions, whether there is this regulation or not. And that is leading to very interesting solutions also coming up like you know there are a lot of kind of data governance approaches coming up a lot of flexible architecture being built which enables you to say that you know hey look these are the parameters i don't care about what the regulations are is but i have architected in a way that i will which this is paramount for me and i will not cross those boundaries in fact you know among the big companies also as we see different people are taking different approaches i think i think apple has come across Saying, I mean, they have always been talking about privacy and they have doubled down on that. Probably Facebook and Google have a little bit different approaches. But the point is that, you know, this is enabling the technology and the technologists to come up and put those things in in this framework in place even before the regulators are coming up with the solutions. And I think this is also will be another movement where it will be driven more grassroots level because I think that realization is coming in into people that look, you know, privacy in its Right form, however you define it, is paramount. You know, you can't just keep on doing what we have been doing. So that gives me hope that you know people would be responsible and like you know the right right thinking here will prevail.
0: So Jeshnu, I have a thought on that, and I'll share with you. And that's for our audience to decide. I personally think we are governing our world uh, really draconian way. We set those process and system hundred years ago, literally where we elect the government based on certain number of people, we vote for it. I personally and you know, I'm a US citizen and I really believe in our constitution. So no offense to that. I truly believe we need to completely relook at this government selection process. I personally think that we have to create certain number of congressmen or senators. And the job of these people should be really thinking and planning how to govern in digital world. For example, what kind of security should we set? For example, what AI ethics we are talking about? Because I personally believe their job, the government's job is making right policies and enforcing the policies. Their job is not really running the things because, and it's proven time and time along, government has to make these policies so it can help us have a better life as a citizen. They are for us, we all know that. But in last 50 years especially, due to technological evolution, the world is completely different. I'm to the point is, can we even create a senator for uh, AI ethics and he or she should not be elected the traditional way. It should be a very different kind of setup. So we need to create multiple, not just one, because each area is so complex and you need people who understand it. We need need people like you who have depth of experience to go and come and help world govern themselves better. So there is like almost like a digital governance body and it's not just a person you hire and he does that. It requires, they have to vote. They have to be part of the society. They can't be just advisors because then you have no voice. So yeah, I know they have tons of advisors. That's that's fine, but that's not enough. And these people, they should bring from industry. So best way to do it is put them on the election ballot. Let them fight like every single congressman and every single senator. Why not? And I know we will not find traction. I know we will not find people initially uh, convincing Jishnu will be very hard to run for this, but... Uh, I'm sure, uh, maybe a few years later, Jishnu says, okay, this is time for me to give back. And very, 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 resistance.
1: yeah, no, very, very important points that you are raising, very, very important thoughts that should be sown, kind of seeds of thinking, and and you know, I mean, if we look at at least of late, uh, I'm I am seeing more propensity for people from tech to actually go in, and like, you know, we have some examples where people are People are uh, contesting elections uh, to be congressmen and all that. So I think, you know, these kind of ideas we need. And more importantly, we need to actively get involved. See, the other thing that is also happening, and I hope it increases, and I'm seeing some sign, is that I think Washington, D.C. and the tech world would need to kind of go in deeper in a way. The senators and the uh, people, you know, who are kind of coming up and framing these policies should be knowing what is possible. Sometimes I feel that you know to come up with a framework without having a very deep understanding of what is the what is possible can also be uh, you know quite challenging, so hopefully like you know that interaction increases, and as you say that you know maybe more and more people gets very actively involved and not just kind of like you know advice and and things like that so
0: suggestion so you know i'm and i'm sorry i'm brought this up, but I'm really passionate about it, and i voted i'm voting for last. Five elections, I believe. So 16 to 18 years. And I love this country. But I, America has always set standards for the world. With the current way of election, the current approach of bringing the senators and uh, with this uh, like a, it's great for uh, entrepreneurs to get involved, be an advisor and all is not enough. It requires a quantum leap. It requires a serious restructuring. And I I no offense to the people about 60 or 70 or 80. We need to think very differently. The world has changed in the last 50 years, especially even last nine months, you and me both know, even you and me are scratching our head every single day. What is our future? Where are we going? And every single thing we stand for nine months ago. Has been questioned. We talked about globalization and then we close the border, we become local. And then we are saying, okay, is it localization is a better way? Is it globalization is a better way? Or closing the border is a better way? Opening the border? I mean, nobody has the answers. And I'm not going to uh, condemn one country or other country or one uh, state or other. I truly believe tech has to be treated as an integral part of the society. I believe. There should be a different kind of election process to bring these people, because people like you won't go and run like uh, average, uh, or not average, other senators and congressmen. It's a very different kind of mindset. You're not going to go and knock the door, everybody's door. And it's, you may, but point is, the problem is because of their system, we are not getting Jishnu-like people. We are not getting Nareen Gupta-like people. We are not getting North Coastal-like people because that's not something they will do or that's not something their heart. They will love to give back. And there are a lot of, I'm not talking about Indian entrepreneur, IIT only. Uh, they're amazing people. Even the Carl I talked to last week, uh, who was on Sequoia Venture. Phenomenal people. Peter Thiel to everyone. But they are not going to run for Congress in a traditional sense. And if we don't bring them in in the system, not as an advisor, that is where I see the big challenge. And that's where I see the biggest opportunity. I hope we will start working into something like that. So we bring in, I know all the governments are trying to bring these people, but problem I have it is, and I'm at, I talk to several congressmen and even advise them several times. They will not, they are not able to even comprehend the challenges and they are not able to understand how, and it's nothing wrong, it's just the world we were living has changed. But yep. enough about the politics, uh, thank you very much for uh, you know, playing along with me and I hope uh, we are able to make a dent and hope Jishnu you will be one of the guy running for it whenever it happens. So uh, another question for you is uh, innovation with purpose. Now we are uh, evolving and uh, especially IIT alumni have always challenged the status quo. We are always front-runner or working with the organization or working with our leaders, whether uh, in Silicon Valley or other places, whether it's J.P. Morgan Chase or Wells Fargo, anywhere, we are everywhere working and figuring out way how to solve the problems. In fact, funnily enough, as uh, every single I.T. alum I talk to, if you ask, them, oh, I don't feel challenged. So the challenge is such a big thing for us. So. What do you think about that? What do you think about innovation and what do you think about how can we create impact with that
1: Our purpose very very and another thank you for asking these questions you know another another very important topic, which is very very uh, like it's, it's always there in our hearts, but I guess you know sometimes we don't get to kind of expect Press it the right way or blend it into how we are doing like i always feel that impact should come out should be outcome of what i'm doing not necessarily oh okay you know i would need to be a philanthropist which means that you know some 10 percent of the time i will have do for impact work and the rest are not having impact so that's, that's, that's I- not party really because <laughs> <laughs> so, i can say that <laughs> So, you know, so that is very important. So the way we see kind of like, you know, each and every, uh, and I will give you, uh, let me like, you know, what we can possibly do best is bring in examples from our work, which kind of blends in what we are doing with the impact creation. Uh, One aspect of it is if you look at it, you know, just by, and that's what entrepreneurs can do, just by addressing problems which are huge and affects a lot of lives, can actually lead to huge amount of impact like you know we have this company in india called delivery which is like you know in each and every corner they are they're about logistics they're transferring packages throughout the level of employment that they're generating the level of kind of like you know, automation in across different layers of the cities different phases of the cities uh, like you know different kind of tiers of the country I, i mean like you know it's, it's just absolutely amazing. There are also uh, opportunities today where entrepreneurs can come in and look at kind of startup creation and say that, you know, how I enable people to, if somebody is there in Apple, working at Apple and wants to volunteer and kind of like, you know, just offered his or her service, whether it means that, you know, teaching a set of kids, maths, you know, who might not have access to education or might not have the resources or it can be like you know going in and and offering community service and you know not just kind of like you know giving donations i mean people definitely want to give donations but they want to do much more than that but yeah, sometimes right. they don't China get easy. correct and sometimes they don't get the platform and that led us to uh work with and back this entrepreneur who built this company called good era good era and you know that, that that's point? kind of uh, I think it's called gudera.com dot com. Just uh, let I'll me... look it up. I'll look it up. Please, I'll share with our audience. But please go
0: ahead. So how uh, do they do it? How can I be part of it?
1: Oh, it is like you know, it is actually being being. Uh, I think almost all the companies in Bay Area has like there. It is spreading where like you know, uh, it is getting integrated. Uh, I know it is there in Apple, where oh. suppose you know I'm working at Apple. I can kind of like, you know, go in uh, and sign up at GoodEra and uh, try to offer a service. Like, you know, I can say that, okay, you know, monthly this much time I will have, of, I afford for this much work. And they it's have different It's almost categories. like
0: a crowdsourcing uh, platform for non-profits.
1: Or just, that is or correct. For volunteering, volunteering. Volunteering. And the beauty of this, uh, Sanjeev, is that, you know, ideally we should be volunteering what we are best at. Right? Exactly. Like sometimes, right? And because, you know, I have something to give which probably I can do better than others, then I should do that. Versus like, you know, just, just everybody, everything, everyone doing like same thing. So I think that's what this platform allows that wherever my passion is, I can have an impact. So I think like that, there are today a lot of opportunities for entrepreneurial thinking, right? Because it doesn't need to be just charity. It doesn't need to be just a separate foundation, you know, with funding, it can be done. In, you know, every sphere of life. So yeah, I mean, I think, and this movement will increase, will increase. I'm, I'm, I can, I'm very sure about it.
0: So good era for all of our audience. It's dot com. Please look it up. It's a great organization. And I can see that it's a phenomenal work they are doing. Uh, I'm so glad, uh, Jashun, you know, the organization like yours, is supporting them. Uh, and I'm, I'm very excited. And hopefully you will see a lot more traction there. Uh, we have amazing uh, group of audience, and they will be uh, participating. But uh, if there is anything else they want to know about it, is there any other place uh, they can find more information about Gudera other than their website?
1: Um, I mean, you know, I mean, more uh, they they will be the 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 company will be happy to get connected. Like you know, if they have any questions, they are they they are always feel free to just directly write to me right, as well. Awesome. Like you know, we we uh, the purpose of of us would be to for more people to know about it than less. So, you know, we'll, we'll connect with any, whichever way people would like to.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, you know, I want to change the question a little bit now. Uh, so first of all, uh, Jishnu, thank you very much for your time. I mean, it's, I really, really appreciate it. It's very exciting. I'm really enjoying uh, talking to you and I can talk to you for hours. Uh, one big thing, uh, one interesting question I have for you is if you can go back in time, Hundred years, 500 years 1, 000, five hundred years, thousand, five thousand years. Who would you like to meet, and why?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, just the first name that comes to my mind. Uh, it, it's and probably like you know, there are a lot of lot of other people who would like to do that, but I for sure would like to do that is meet Einstein. Oh, uh, not even like you know. And just like you know, in 1904, I think if I remember, how he came up just merely thinking about it, four phenomenal papers to discover nature and to explain the laws of nature. I don't know. I mean, in my lifetime, I won't be able to explain like you know what really goes in into and just that, right? You know, it is about just thinking about it coming up, which has been later over the last 50 years, next 50 years have, have taken to prove what he said. In fact, I think you know. He got the Nobel Prize for photoelectric effect, not for special theory of relativity because the joke is, you know, at that time, other people couldn't appreciate what, like, you know, general yeah. general theory of relativity relativity is, right? So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, you know, it's if, the same story of Ramanujam, right? Our famous uh, mathematician. He oh, could, absolutely. You know, that would be, that would be another name for sure. Like, you know, am- amazingly, like, you know, what he says that, you know, God is Namagiri writes up everything and what he, what he wrote even today. There are PhDs being done to just solve and prove the results he has written. Yeah, which so. is phenomenal.
0: Well, for me, it is Rembrandt. Uh, you know, I, I just mesmerized with his paintings and the brush strokes he have. Maybe because I'm not an artist, I don't get it. It's unbelievable. If you haven't seen any of his painting, you must go to Vienna and check him out. But I definitely would like to go and hang out with him and just see him painting. That, don't even ask him. You see, how? what is going on in his head when he take the brush and color it. Well, that's cool, that's cool, that's awesome. So uh, another question I have for you is, uh, which is a simple one and can be very complex is, do you have any lessons to share with our audience? Uh, Primarily our audience are uh, either engineer or uh, in tech and uh, some maybe students. Uh, So what advice you give them?
1: Uh, yeah, broad question, uh, absolutely. So what I would say that, you know, at any point of time, especially I would say maybe maybe let me answer uh, targeting the youngsters whom, who are kind of like, you know, growing up and on the path of being the future leaders and building things which are amazing. I would say like many people have said and, and all of us are living it every day and I think this thing gets appreciated more as we kind of age is at any point of time, Do not settle for something which you are not truly enjoying. And the rest will follow, rest will kind of tie up. Like, you know, in a very small way in my journey, if somebody asked me in 2001, when I came to, was doing my PhD in Georgia Tech, that what will you be in 10 years from then? Last, last thing that would have come in my head is venture capitalist. This is not something like, you know, I grew up. This was not something I was looking at. But of course, now at this point, if you tell me to to look back and see, you know, what all things went in that led to, I probably have an explanation. Yeah. But what, what made sure is that at that time, not always that I followed it, but I, I at least whenever I think through, is like every time if I was not enjoying what I'm doing, probably I should ask myself and move on to something else. Right. So I think that is one, one, if there is one thing, then that's it. And then great things will happen. And honestly, great things happen in so many different ways. Whether you are an entrepreneur or not, you know, that's, that's one thing. Whether you are, like, but anything, any whichever thing, the right, with the right value system, if you do, which you truly enjoy, great things happen in life. So that's what I will say.
0: You know, I'm so glad, and you said exactly, uh, I use a different word, and these are two Hindi words, or Urdu word, jazba and shaddat. And I realize, you know, with passion, and a desire, right, you can really, you can build and recreate on, create anything. And uh, that's that's what really as an engineer or architect of the future or engineer of the future, I believe we all stand for. And it is not, uh, I take that as a privilege, Yashnu, where we are in our life and how can we contribute to the society. There are phenomenal opportunities. And uh, when I look at it today, and a lot of people ask me that, uh, oh, is our AI going to take our job away, then what? And uh, jokingly I say is, okay, you know what? AI, we are outsourcing the job of thinking to computers so we can find new frontiers and new problems to solve. If that doesn't happen, we will not be able to free up ourselves to focus on the problems which really matters such as so many health-related issues we are dealing with. And we have so many friends uh, of IIT and, and non-IIT in solving health problems, like cancer. We have this for last so many years, we can't fix it. I mean, what puzzles me, uh, Jishnu, is we are trying to build a vaccine, which is great, and there are uh, level two, level three trials are going on and all of that for a pandemic, and we couldn't solve cancer. In 50, 60 years. Okay, it's a different problem. But what is really happening? And only one thing I can say, the whole world has joined hands. We are acting as one. There is no special interest here. We are sharing data with everyone. We are co-creating to solve this problem because the humanity has united to solve this problem. And that is where I personally believe uh, you and me and all the people who are listening to us and going to listen to us, this is very important for them to think. We need to co-create. We need to collaborate. We have to think not even global. We have to now We have be figuring it out new galaxies now. We don't know where there is life or not. I'm really curious. Now people say you are crazy and you follow Elon Musk and you want to go and live on Mars. No, I don't want to live on Mars, but I really want to know what the heck is there. I really want to know what is going on. And, but we are not able to solve very simple problems, in my opinion, because we have so much data about cancer today. One of my friends, uh, actually his, uh, her husband is uh, in a very critical situation right now. He's fighting with cancer for almost 18 years overall but the point is it's hard to see someone go because we couldn't solve that problem and people like and you and me we say hey we have all the money we have all the intelligence we have all the systems you're not able to solve this problem only one reason I believe we all have to join hands and create a better infrastructure where we can solve these problems what do you think
1: yep. about that? Yeah, I mean, you know, to that, um, it's a very, very, of course, you know, it's a very, very important question. And, you know, like uh, I always refer to when, when cancer comes in, because, you know, that has, that has, I'm pretty sure every one of us, some way or the other got affected in the family, the immediate family, greater family, personally, right? You know, it's like, so uh, Siddharth Mukherjee, you know, one of the eminent oncologists and physicians of our times, he wrote this book, uh, uh, brief history of cancer, the emperor of all maladies, and uh, kind of like you know, work through what exactly why it has been so puzzling, and it still remains the quote-unquote the emperor of all maladies. Uh, I think you know, the on the brighter side, a lot has come. I mean, I would say this is one area where there has more collaboration and has happened than less. Of course, we should do more, but this is something where the world has come a long way. If you look at today, I think. Eighty percent of the cases, if detected early, yeah. if detected early, which is a big, which is a big if, uh, can be addressed or at least, like you know, where the kind of uh, survival rate can be increased and that kind of stuff. So we are making progress, not enough, and we definitely have to. And and honestly, the problems, puzzling problems, are only increasing. Like COVID, six months ago, this is a problem. Six months ago, say, okay, nine months ago, we didn't even know something so which means that on one hand the world is progressing in many different ways on the other hand we will be hit by such things maybe you know as a function of complexities going up or maybe our you know mode of life how we are what we do what we what we eat and all that i mean that that is only going to increase so it it calls for even more collaboration even more kind of bringing bringing minds together with the right intent uh we and you know, and time and again, human human civilization and human minds have shown that you know they can solve and tackle the greatest of the issues and greatest of the problems. It shouldn't be any different if we if we bring our collective, you know, resources and thought powers together. So, uh, Jishnu, one
0: last question for you. If you have only one advice, one advice for all of our audience, what will that be? I mean, going it back to the future yeah. of prediction, it can be anything, just one thing. So they can help us create a better future, basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, you know, in addition to maybe it will be two, because the other one I said is at any point of time, really do what you enjoy. Uh, the, the, along with that, the second one, I will say that, you know, this is the time for us to really embrace tougher problems to solve. So to case in point, right, we all know that, you know, today, if you look at in many of the universities, the brightest minds are going and they are dropping out because they are being given fat salaries from this, from, you know, whatever tech companies. And I think that, you know, and once people are going in there, they're, of course, you know, getting a lot of cash, they're doing good work. But it's just that I feel that, you know, the level to which they can push themselves, they are not doing. Like, you know, tackling all these big problems that we have, whether it is climate change, whether it's cancer cure whether it is like all kind of rare diseases which are coming up, whether it is like finding deeper answers to even small like you know we are now talking about going to Mars as a reality but you know what it, so I think just embracing difficult more difficult problems and willing to push out oneself out of comfort zone uh, whatever to whatever extent possible uh, would be my my you know next advice and uh, I, I I think I think the society That's how the society will progress. So more of us can do that. Better will be for everyone.
0: So, uh, Jishnu, I, two takeaway for me personally is, and I will definitely embody it. One is, if you don't enjoy doing it, get the hell out of there. Very simple. (laughs) Uh, uh, Simple. Second is, (coughs) I'm sorry. Second is, Find problems where you feel challenged. Find problems where you are really thinking and trying to solve the problem of the world.
1: Well, it that brings to the end of our segment. Yeah, please, please. Yeah, no, which has very discernible impact. I mean, it, it is daunting. You know, at many steps, it's daunting, but with the right goal and the right frame of mind, right intention, uh, uh, you know, you can get there. Of course, provided you enjoy doing it. The passion is very important. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I live and breathe that every single day and I'm really loving where I am. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And I really, uh, I mean, no matter what, uh, America is an amazing place. It's just a phenomenal country. And uh, I can't thank enough where I am in my life and all of us. I mean, we are all recipient, 50,000 of us in America today, which is pretty
1: large number. Yeah, I mean, many, many different, different ways. We are so blessed. And that's what, that's what America has, like, you know, the American way. It's not about like, you know, I mean, of course, in the spirit of things, I mean, there are, there are different political ideologies and all that, that go in, you know, whether you call it exceptionalism, this, that, and the other, but it's really about that grassroots movement. The foundation, like, you know, this dream, like, you know, we came in, like, like many of us. I mean, I came in when I had came in in this country. I mean, I could borrow, you know, whatever uh, uh, little bit dollar that my dad could give me. And I came in and so it's just, it's just like, you know, and like that, there are so many people who came in and America showed the light. America gave the opportunity. And that's where kind of like, you know, and everything happened grassroots level, right? You know, people made that happen. So, and I, I just hope that, you know, this remains. Uh, for, you, for yeah.
0: So one big thing, uh, Jishnu, on that I can say it is, the biggest thing I learned when I came here is trust. People have trust. I have lived into six plus countries. I've traveled, I will say 70 to 80 cities or maybe more than that outside India and the United States even. I'm fortunate, lucky to travel all these places. One big thing, whenever I come back to US, I realize the trust is so phenomenal. Here, if you say you will show up tomorrow, nobody has a question that will you, are you going to be there or not? So, I um, mean, this country has given us a lot of opportunities um, and the all the IIT community in US is of course uh, really Fortunate that we got, we are the recipient of it, and of course we have contributed back uh, together. So it is a, it's a winning uh, thing for all of us. But uh, what I really want to have it is, and this event is on December fourth and fifth, where we really we are inviting every single person globally, especially U.S. and India. And if we can have one point three billion people and three hundred million here, we have almost one point six to one point seven billion people impacted and we can have a dialogue and discuss and build the framework of the new future or to address the new normal, as everybody's saying, that is going to change the world. What I see it and everything I talk about it is all I'm requesting and asking everybody is let's think a society where we co-invent and co-define these paradigms of the new world. Thank you very much, uh, Jishnu, for your time and supporting our cause. This is really, really great. Uh, I can't thank you enough for your time. Uh, Everyone, this is Sanjeev Goyal. I'm conference chair of IIT 2020. Pan-IIT USA's mega virtual event. You are going to see us more. Uh, I am bringing really, really phenomenal people. Uh, Maybe we'll bring back some of the people if you ask us to. Uh, Jishnu has already agreed to talk about education and future of education. Uh, I will share more details soon. Please do register at uh, iit2020.org. Our event is open to all. It is all inclusive, not only for engineers, if you want to be an engineer, or if you want to learn more about how we are going to live in the new world.